Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. This is final pod of the year, likely, right? Yeah, it's about the 44th episode, some, somewhere in there. Of the year? Of the year. We're crushing it. We've done well. Um, about eight of those are listenable. That's pretty good. Boy, I find it very hard to believe it could be that many. Uh, for one thing, 22 of those are Star Trek. That's just right out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 good point. Uh, good point. Yeah, we got mailbag. We're going to introduce uh, a project. Um, and then uh, we're going to give everyone a very special holiday homework assignment. So, Oh. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what we call a tease in the business. That's very exciting. I think we should get started, And though. then coming up later, I'm going to tell you what... Oh. My brother date. Oh. Oh. Stepped all over my tees. No, do it again. Uh, coming up later, uh, we're going to tell you what... Oh. oh. <laughs> coming up later. I see. I was wrong. I apologize. Okay, what's up? What's happening later? Nothing. It's uh, mailbag time, I think. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do we get? On December 5th, Shannon wrote in at Brother Date. Don't worry. I don't do the R thing when I pronounce body's name either. Because it sounds like I'm saying body then. Also, they say bus in Scotland slash the UK. But if it's a big cushy one that's rented for tours or like a greyhound, then it's a coach. Okay. I can buy that. That's fine. I don't have a problem. I don't have any notes for them. You know, they also... uh, That's also how NTSB Highway Accident Reports refer to buses as motor coaches. Well, it all comes from the same sheriff court terminology. I think so. Yeah. Also on the 5th, at Brother Date, I missed the Plum Poem memes, but it doesn't bother me that one of my favorites is now So Last Year. I've been through similar with my favorite books, too. East of Eden and The Great Gatsby. Hey, uh, when did those have years? <laughs> you know, I was going to say, were, that, was, were those years recent? Or is she saying she didn't mind when, um, 85 years ago, when uh, The Great Gatsby really, <laughs> really had like a, a revival? <laughs> Uh, oh, what is the math on that? When yeah, was The Great Gatsby written? Uh, maybe she means when they made it into that bad movie that everyone hated. Oh yeah, I don't think that was a resurgence, was it? No, I think I think people, I think people going into it thought maybe that was going to be a movie, but then, then it. Was I'm released. sure they spent money on it. Yes, I think they did. There were stars in it, it was, and such. It was written in 1925. Oh. 85 years ago was. Hold on. You can do this. I believe in you. You're almost there. 1933? Yes, I knew it. I knew you were there. Whew! Yeah, I feel it could have had a revival that year. You don't know. Uh, let's take a look at the reception area. Reception section of Wikipedia. I thought there was a reception area we were supposed to be viewing. You're out on the overworld. No mention of the year 1933 in the Wikipedia article, but... I care. Hey. Hey. Hmm. Hey. Okay, so... At Brother Date, she writes, Also, I think the best thing about that poem is that he's not actually apologizing. He asks for forgiveness, but he does not regret his actions. Doesn't seem like reminds it. reminds me of this moment from Friends, and then it's um, uh, Joey saying, "I'm not even sorry," and he's got stuff all over his face. Oh, did he eat something? Probably plums, I would guess. I hope so. That's uh, what it reminded Shannon of. It would be a, a real easy reminder if he really ate some plums. That'd be a quick one. In it is brain. true that uh, in an apology. You typically don't end by saying, hey, those plums were so fucking good. Yeah, you're like, I'm sorry and everything, but like, your wife was good. 
Oh, you know, something like that. I, Yuck. I, I don't know. Would you even bother apologizing for effing somebody's wife? <laughs> okay. it's, probably Wait. Out, it's probably outside of the bounds of. Did you use the expression having somebody's <laughs> wife? I said effing. Oh, effing. Okay. Somehow that's much less repugnant to me. Having was it was a uh, it was too far for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's true. The guy is not not apologizing. Those plums were so cold, and um, I don't know, delicious. What else did he say? Uh, so sweet and so cold. So, so I think sweet is so how cold. he describes them. Forgive me, they were delicious, so sweet and so cold. And you were marveling that cold was a big deal. That's right. I mean, I, I love a fucking ice cold piece of hand fruit. Like an ice, an ice cold peach, or uh, such as a nectarine. Yeah, it's got to be ripe enough that it's still soft, even though it's cold. Or like a pluot, or as I call them, a pluot. Oh, do you? Um, well, I don't know. I was test driving that one. Out. Does Marjan put up with that? Because uh, Katie would not put up with me saying "pluo" with a uh, overdone French accent. She finds the French accent the worst of all the accents. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, she might have seen Riker use it. And that's, <laughs> that's why. Jean Luc Picard. Yeah. Well, Patrick Stewart's is no better. No, it's just no better. He doesn't use it as much, though. It's Riker who really wants to fucking throw that thing around, just like he does his Romulan accent. That is true. He shows off. He's a little bit of a show off. Mm-hmm. That's why he's always doing the chairs that way. I watched that video on YouTube the other day again. <laughs> the supercut of him mounting the chairs. I love that it took 20 years for someone to notice that. And then they were like, hey, wait a minute. I hope it was somebody who noticed it all along and then eventually figured out they could do a YouTube. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Ben writes, regarding various of the various tribes of fruit, I only genuinely like apples. I can stomach pears due to their congeniality with apples, and I hate all else. Wow, that's so... He doesn't like such as... He doesn't like such as a banana, even, or like... Oh, we'll get to it. There's more. Oh, okay. I don't mind the flavors of fruits, mostly. It's the seeds and or textures I don't like. Mm. Also, bananas equal gross. (laughs) I wonder what his specific problem is. It the texture that he's referring to? What's wrong with a banana? I mean, like, if you don't peel a banana carefully, you can get them strings in there, and yeah. they're—I mean, they're stringy. I don't know. They're the same as banana. I think they, I they taste I the same them. as banana, more or less. They're a little, maybe a little starchier tasting, but like, yeah. who cares? Also, if you do the internet trick and peel it the backwards way. The strings generally stay with the peel part. The one where everyone says that apes are smarter than us because they peel it the smart way and we peel it, peel it the dumb way. Right. Apes yeah. are so smart. Why aren't they? Why are they apes? Why aren't they got more bananas? Who's got more bananas? Uh, we definitely do. So, okay. Thank for, you. For now. Until that banana disease wipes out all the ones we like to eat. <laughs> there, uh, there are other bananas. There are other bananas. It'll be all right. Uh, I used to sexually harass my male boss. I now realize it's sexual harassment. <laughs> um, I used to sexually harass my male boss by sending him it's photos. difficult to sexually harass your boss, by the way. Sending him unwanted photos of me eating bananas. Because <laughs> he told me how much he hated when people eat bananas. Yeah. By the way, you fucking sent me a photo of you eating a banana <laughs> once, and I agree. I hated it. He, he said he hated the sound. I of- mean, I know what your Twitter photo is going to be for this week, <laughs> and I fucking hate it. He hated the sound of people eating bananas, so I always just wanted the to... The sound? Yeah, so I always wanted to remind... Who cares him. about the sound? He didn't, like, he didn't like all the squishing around in there, so I would be like <laughs> in the other room in the office, and I'd send him a photo, and then I'd hear him go, Oh! It's the only food that you eat where you have to make that shape with your mouth, is the trouble. <laughs> it's true. Um... Uh, Ryan on the 10th sent a picture of the Aunt Jemima bottle. The text says, at brother date, she's secretly. That's a reference to a song I wrote about Shannon in like 1998. So enjoy that one, Shannon. I don't get it. Yep. (laughs) I forget why I said it, so it doesn't matter. All right, that's fine. Uh, then you wrote in. Oh, nice. I like, I like when I write in. At brother date. What was my username? No, this is a retweet. The, sorry, the username is Galronin. Okay, good. 
I, Presumably I, a masterless Gowron. I just wanted to come up with a fan club name for Gowron because I'd done it for Keiko. So. Oh. We are all uh, the Gow- Oh, I see. So Ronin in this case is plural. Yes. And if you're a fan of Gowron, you're one of the Gowronin. Right. Okay, that tracks. <laughs> um, This is a tweet you sent in. Uh, it's a retweet of uh, a tweet that says, and I don't know who Mark Richt is. Oh, he's uh, he's now the football coach at the University of Miami. He had a long run at Georgia. It says his sandwich philosophy is just amazing. Uh, it's a, I don't have a good way to play this video. Well, the video, okay. So it's him showing how he eats every sandwich in exactly 10 bites. Yes. So <laughs> By he, cutting it in half. He bisects a, it on the, yes. on the diagonal. And then apportions it out with five bites of on each half, and eats he shows exactly the, which halves he, which he pieces eats he goes the after. Two, takes big bites out of the two corners, yeah. then he gets that middle bite, yeah, that and that's the bite. best bite because there's no crust on that. That's thing. that fucking. That's good the bite. that's the good bite of the sandwich. There's two of those. Yeah, one for each half, and then he eats the remaining piece in two bites. Mm-hmm. So it's five bites per half, ten bites. He felt now like that was important enough to diagram for somebody. He did diagram it on a camera for somebody, and uh, I think I'm, I've am i been very clear. I've been on the record that I am a fan of overthinking. <laughs> yep. Also, it shows the kind of neuroses that a college football coach might have when they got to spend 85 hours a week thinking about football or whatever. I think their brain needs distraction. So every once in a while, they're like, I mean, what is the best way to eat a sandwich? Right, and a, uh, I think a perfectly reasonable answer that a normal person might give is, what? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I put, I put it in my mouth. I eat it. I rub it all around in my mouth. Like, if I make a sandwich on... He's just drawing Wonder Bread-shaped bread. Here. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't describe what he does with, like, a bulky roll or, like, a a, right. a, a bomber. You might Those you might just be able to eat front to back, right? So it's like... I hope so. I don't know. You maybe don't need a system. If I make a sandwich on that type of bread, I don't usually cut it in half. It's not so big and unwieldy that I can't just manage it. Yeah, you kind of have to have small hands to have that worry. one piece. Because it's it's a wasted step to cut that in half. Uh, It, like... Unless you're either spreading condiments on the sandwich with a sharp knife, or you're willing to just mangle that half cut with a... With a table knife or a something? A table knife? Yeah. You're dirtying a knife for no reason I that I can tell. Yeah, I don't get it. But or, if you were truly crazy, a big pair of scissors. But, I mean, what could have happened here? Clearly somebody had already heard this hot take. And had then to have. said, hey, can you describe for me again that thing you were saying about how to eat sandwiches real good? Like, did he... Was this a talk he gave to the football team about how... There's a right way to to do everything, or even eat be thoughtful, even about the little things. And then he did this demo, and now he's got kind of a rep. Like, hey, ask this dude about how he eats a sandwich. He's like, you want to know how you're gonna beat Alabama? One bite at a time. That's right. Also, here's what I know about Alabama. They always do the unexpected. <laughs> That's right. Well, after exhaustive analysis, they after exhaustive analysis, they fake punted twice. First of all, they're going to be the team they're going to be. That's right. That's important that we lead you number down that one. Path. Also, only twenty three percent of the time do they do what you're expecting. You can tell that from the two fake punts they did. That's yeah. it. That's the analysis. Uh, and we'll finish it up with a tweet from this weekend on the 14th. Uh, Shannon wrote at brother date, this ice skating slash swimming robot is horrifying. I seen it. It looks like a dang old fish of some kind. Oh, it's like an eel or something, yeah, right? Like, like one of those things wriggles where around. it's bodies like kind of a weird skirt that turns into one of the, like, like a, a vibro screw skirt. turbine in the water. I call it a vibro skirt. It vibrates. Kind of a vibro skirt would be definitely the title of this week's episode, probably. Maybe. I'm, I do take notes, so <laughs> it's up there. Um, so thank you for sharing a picture of another horrifying robot. Uh, I can think of no reason why we would need to invent a robot that had this method of locomotion. Yeah, it's... Um, we, it doesn't seem like... Do we need a small, fast drone submarine? Because like we, we already have submarines, but like, is this better than just putting a screw on the back? 
I don't know how it would work with little dudes inside it. Would it be stable? Oh, no, no. This is what I'm saying. That's why I said a drone, because oh, I think okay. it would just whip you around yeah. in a way that was terrible. <laughs> it would be uncomfortable if you were a little man inside of there. There are. I'm sure that there are many nodes that stay roughly stationary while that thing is moving. I hope so. You know, laterally stationary, but even so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would work. I don't know why we would need to invent this, but it's good to know that we'll have a fast, slippery robot on our hands if things ever go bad. When it goes bad. When it goes bad. Good luck catching that guy in the pool. Is there a way to add this locomotion to those dogs that can jump real high and can't be kicked over and know how to open doors now? By the way, after long after we've defeated the the high jumping dogs, we'll be <laughs> like, "All right, we finally we won. We won the whole thing." And then we'll look out into the backyard, and that guy'll be in the pool, and we'll just be like, "And others, there's still one though. I can't, I can't catch him. <laughs> He's too quick. There's just the one robot left. He's in the pool. I don't know what to do." <laughs> the um oh fuck what's that poem at the front of the great gatsby i wonder if uh, we can modify it something about plums to, to to be about those dogs uh no it's like look up gatsby poem dog of course i did that's exactly <laughs> what i did so the not so it starts with this poem and uh, i'm not a poetry guy but i've always remembered this one hmm uh, it says, then wear the gold hat if that will move her. If you can bounce high, bounce for her too. Till she cry lover, gold-hatted, high-bouncing lover, I must have you. That's horrible. That's a terrible poem. It ain't a great poem. I don't love it. Um, It is, it is, um, it's a wild way to start a novel. <laughs> you wanted to turn that into a poem about those dogs. Well, it's bouncing high like sure. those dogs can. What's the other thing besides being gold-hatted? What would you say about them? Uh, steel bodied, steel bodied, <laughs> high bouncing dog, aluminum bodied, probably high, high bouncing robot. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not steel. <clears throat> yeah, no, that steel's not going to work for that dog. I mean, there's probably steel in, in some. Well, steel has some advantage. That will be their, like a titanium. No, that'll be their downfall. Not enough steel. No, too much steel. Too much steel. Too much steel. Real steel. Yeah, keep them earthbound. Uh that's the mailbag. Before we continue on to our next segment. Uh, is there anything you would like to advertise for, uh, like perhaps later in the show? Anything you want to billboard? I don't at this think point? so. I don't. I've never okay. had that urge. In particular, that's good because I <laughs> haven't decided with what to interrupt you. So, <laughs> uh, that's the that's the end of the I traditional Twitter it. mailbag. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Where where where'd everyone go? It's not the holidays yet. Where are my fucking? Where's my mails? Uh, I don't know. Like. <sighs> Like Ryan's been around and stuff, but he's mostly been sending me tweets like, I have a theory that a person's driving style matches their personality. Change my mind. Um. So, yeah, no, I have that same theory. Let's talk about that. I got that same theory. I always say that those people are Hitler, the bad, the bad drivers. <laughs> that they Hitler. If they had even a little bit of ambition, they'd be Hitler. <laughs> I say it all the time. You can ask Marjan. That's there's not. I, I have I, my theory is like fully two thirds, maybe more of us are all Hitler, and it's just those who really strive who become the big Hitler. Hmm. Hold on, I gotta jot down an episode title. <laughs> don't make me. Don't make me write the big Hitler in the feed. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I'm the one that Apple is going to come after. Um, hey, when we get the, we should get this thing on some other platforms then to be safe. When is this going to be on Stitcher? Well, I mean, I don't. How do we get this on know. Spotify? I'm going to say that I kind of don't know what those are. How do I get? Well, how do we get this on um, Google Podcasts? I assume that's a thing. Is that a it's, all thing? A, it's all a very good question. Most uh, most podcast uh, most podcatchers can find us because we're they just search the Apple Store. Oh. But also, uh, we just have an RSS feed, so I guess I should look into getting us on those <laughs> other. Put us on Stitcher pod services. Put us on. That's one I've heard of. Put us on Stitcher. Can you okay. get us on Stitcher? I don't know. <laughs> What about um, again? I, all I know about it is that that's a thing that you do when you want to pay for podcasts, and I ain't into it. Oh, you got to pay on the Stitcher. 
Well, I usually hear it in the context of Stitcher Premium. Oh, right. Wow. Maybe there's a Stitcher for Scrubs. We would. We seem like a real free free Stitcher kind of. Oh, program. for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I couldn't take money for this. We'd have to start bringing in some advertisers. Who's going to advertise oh, for the big Hitler? So your house is just full of mattresses and <laughs> Blue Apron you don't want. We I use Blue Apron. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. They sent me another electric toothbrush. Yeah, Quip. Is that Quip? Quip. Let's do all the advertisements. They don't need to pay us. It's fine. <laughs> you guys like Quip? Fucking this one's brought to you by Stamps.com. How you guys that like one your actually teeth? makes sense. I do send a lot of letters. How you guys like your teeth out there? Are you enjoying having teeth? You could have better teeth. Use quips. Quips. Uh, Here's the deal about Quip. It like um, it vibrates like that robot. It's not as bulky as a traditional electric toothbrush it's battery powered and it feels real good on your prostate that's <laughs> where it was meant to go that's why it's not so bulky for that real for that deep insertion uh for real i heard a quip ad this week where one of the selling points the person was saying was uh you just put a triple a battery in it you don't have to recharge it mm. Dog, that just means you're giving me trash every couple... Every right. every three months, I gotta be like, you're not supposed to throw these away. Yeah, well, not only that, don't they send you a whole new toothbrush every three months? Something like that. So I think they send you the whole new toothbrush with a battery in it. For double trash. So it's garbage. They yeah. send you garbage. They send you what will cool. soon be garbage, yes. Cool. Yeah, anyway, uh, let me tell you how to get these good razors. <laughs> let me tell you the story about these guys. They, uh, they're real... Uh, from built it from the ground up. They uh, somehow had the money to buy a factory in Germany. They never tell <laughs> they you already made razors. They never tell you the part about how they had the money to buy the razor factory. But they came from the ground up and bought a razor factory so they could give you only the best German razors. Because we all know if you're gonna shave, you gotta shave German style. Anyway, good news: we're never taking ads. If it gets expensive <laughs> to run this podcast, we'll just stop. That's right. That's the lay in the street plan. That is part of everything that we do here. If it gets too pricey, we'll just lay in the street. Uh, in addition to the tweets in the mailbag, we did get a couple more audio submissions. Oh, okay, good. Let's do those. So uh, this is a uh, uh, response to a response to a response, but here's some more about Scotland. All right, I like it. Hello again to you both, and uh, thanks very much for continuing your uh, noble noble endeavor. Um, where we are noble. Uh, without all this Star Trek content and uh, intermittent ramblings by essentially strangers like me. Uh, but thank you uh, for uh, keeping going and the uh, lovely commentary on my accent. Um, you don't need to feel like you're you're in any way offending anybody, Judah. Uh, you're right. When Shannon tried it, uh, my name only sounds right when she's also putting on an accent, um, which is which is fine. I don't think we get bothered about. Uh, about people putting on the accent, and um, it's it's a, it's a good compliment, and it's always entertaining to hear people attempt whether it's going to be the Sean Connery esque or the more Mike Myers esque, uh, but they're all uh, they're all worth listening to. You you also mentioned uh, Court of the Horse uh, at some point. I wasn't entirely sure where that came from. Maybe I missed something, um, but it did bring up an, an entertaining um, and. Uh, Additional fact, uh, well, we're, well, we're talking about it then, that uh, back in the day, uh, objects uh, used to be put on trial as well as uh, people. So horses could, in fact, be prosecuted for participating in a crime such as a robbery. And the horse could be found uh, culpable as well and it could be repossessed, uh, i.e. incarcerated as part of the, the crime. Uh, and interesting, that uh, aspect of English uh, criminal law is what has led to the modern uh, US system of civil forfeiture, which you've probably heard about from John Oliver or uh, the other bits when they're particularly egregious uh, examples of the, the news over there as well. Uh, interestingly, right now, there's a court case in your uh, Supreme Court being argued at which a state is arguing that the constitutional prohibition against um, unreasonable fines it uh, doesn't apply to the states, and they would like to continue their process of unreasonably fining people whenever they feel the need, uh, such as repossessing a parent's home when their son was convicted of uh, running drug deals from their home. Uh, the state wanted to repossess their house. Um, so 
England abandoned unreasonable fines a long time ago, uh, about the time the Pilgrims uh, left. But that turns out the Pilgrims took the idea with them and have managed to make it even more efficient now, um, worth vehicles being possessed simply by being used, or even uh, a case of uh, someone borrowing someone else's car, using that car uh, to commit a crime, and then that car being forfeited, even though the owner had no idea the crime was being committed. So, we all have our legal burdens to bear. But anyway, thanks very much. See you guys. There's an addendum, but uh, I have several points. Oh, hold on. I have several points. Oh, let's hear them. Okay, thank you. Um, Normally, when somebody says they're about to tell me something entertaining, I don't believe it. (laughs) But I was actually entertained by the idea of putting a horse on trial for being excessive to a crime. I, I like the idea of a judge pointing at the horse and getting up on his high horse and going, you know what you did. Yeah, it's uh, it's very reminiscent of the Blackadder episode about the witch smeller. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <coughs> yes. Um, uh, first thing, guys, I wanted to say that I like how he thanked us for the noble work we're doing oh. and then immediately realized that he would have to explain what was noble <laughs> about this podcast because it is not apparent. I wish people like who cover college football would have that impulse that they have to explain what they're saying. Because whenever they talk about, like, the Army-Navy game or something, and they go, what a noble performance. And you just sit back and you go, is that really the, that's the top word, huh? That's the and then one. you want to say, in that? <laughs> yeah, yes, you should probably explain something now. I'm making the gesture where I roll my hand over mm-hmm. the top, like, keep, keep it coming. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I also like the idea that Scottish people don't care when people... Uh, mock their accent or put on their Your accent. best! Losers like always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom Think about- queen. That's right. <laughs> Great TV edit. Think about the prom Think queen. about the prom queen. Obviously, that's now, what winners do. Yeah, exactly. Um, also love the idea that they could tell, maybe, when an American is just about to do it, and then they get a little thrill, like, what's gonna come out? Well, I make a face. Are we getting... Are we about to get... Uh, fat bastard here, yes. or like, what's what is it going to be? The classic Sean Connery. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also really liked the idea that the states are trying to fight for their right to uh, levy unreasonable fines. I love the idea that they might say that. Oh yeah, I hope that's right on the front page. Yeah, you are trying to take away our right to levy unreasonable fines. We want to keep doing it. I, I want to steal everything. If I can. What do they got? Does the Constitution prohibit it? Yes. I wanna, but on the other hand, <laughs> we like money. I want to walk into someone's backyard and look around for their stuff. See if it's any good. If I should take it. I like that tractor. Uh, I think you asked if there was horse court. In, oh, yeah. He- in response to the actual existence of sheriff court yes then i wanted to know if there was a horse court because we'd brought it up in the first discussion as a possibility uh but yeah he automatically classed it up and called it court of the horse which sounds better it does frankly it does sound a lot better yeah and yes Um, i know all about uh, john oliver uh 1066 and all that how he beat the vikings at the battle of the shetlands (laughs) or whatever (laughs) we do have history i've I've taken a history class i know who he is thank you now, did our history book, uh, was our history book written in the 1950s? Was there a chapter called Civil Rights, colon, Trouble Ahead? <laughs> uh, let's hear the addendum. Okay. Oh, this time, yeah, a literal uh, PS uh, in the form of a separate file. Um, but if you uh, are interested in perfecting your own uh, Scottish accent, uh, the the trick is not to focus on those that have appeared in, in the movies or pop culture. The trick is to really take your mind to a place where it's always grey and raining and miserable and that somehow your entire life is about making some English bastard richer. And once you get into that, you can really channel that the Robert Carlyle more-esque um, I'm just fucking angry and pissed off at the rest of the world. Uh, better that this is an additional one, thanks to the uh, mature rating that saying words like that would give it. Thanks again.
Bye. We know about Robert Carlyle, the first Scot in space. We all know. <laughs> all right? We're on board. He thinks he can talk um, down to us. That's what I don't like. I also like how uh, that his his advice is to just really sink into your anger. Yeah. Just live in that space. And yet uh, his... Uh, his con- contribution to this podcast has been so upbeat. <laughs> it's very jolly. It's true. It's a very jolly sounding man. Um, I like to put myself in that fuck book show <laughs> where the British are just raping everybody out in here. And that's how I do it. They're trying to rape my lady. They're trying to rape some little kid. They, tra- they raped me for 45 minutes last week. That's that's the space I get into. Like, I should... Uh... I mean, I should watch maybe just even one whole episode of that show so that whenever you bring it up, I don't have to just talk about uh, everyone watching the King of France take a shit. Because <laughs> that literally is the only five saw. minutes of it I've seen. <laughs> and they talk but, about shaving a bonch. I got it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. One woman taught another woman how to shave her bonch. That's exactly right. Um, but here's the thing. I don't want to. No, don't watch it. It's not, yeah. There's nothing in there for you. Uh, don't write me and tell me there's boobs in it. Yeah, I got care. the internet. That's, I got the I got the internet. That is the key. I can see all the boobs I want, even I those could, boobs if I want. I could exactly if I wanted to. I'm sure there's a supercut of just all the boobs from uh, Fuckbook. Honestly, if you just typed in what is the actual name of that show? <laughs> Outlander. Outlander. If you typed in Outlander boobs, you're done. Like you don't need any. You don't need to watch the show if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, exactly. But most of them are rape boobs. Okay. Mm, I'm just gonna does, say it. That taints it. Yeah. I don't know if there's any rape taint. I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's pretty graphic in some points. Um, we have, uh, I don't know if we've said it before, but my thought about this podcast is that, yes, there is some mature language, mm. but the uh, the concepts are actually much more challenging than the language. That explicit rating that we give this podcast is <laughs> not because of the specific words that we use. Sure. Yeah. It's all the concepts. Like, um, yeah. Like theory corner, that's right. That's it. That one you need explicit for. Um, all right. So you've been working on a project. I mean, it's not it's not a surprise. You put together that Led Zeppelin bracket. I did. It was really good too. We did that for what seemed like about twenty weeks. It took way more episodes. I didn't do the math before I introduced it. Yeah, <laughs> I just uh, I just put out a bracket. My spiteful revenge proposal was to do the same for you for the mountain goats. Yeah, I'm always down though. Um, so I guess let's start there. The Mountain Goats are an indie band that is basically one person, although for the last several albums he's had the same rhythm section. Oh, nice. Uh, but he's a songwriter. Uh, his name is John Darneal, lives in North Carolina now, but yeah. he's lived all over the world, all over the country at least. Uh, he's a deep indie artist, I would say. Okay. In that, uh... He has not attained much commercial success, but he is extremely prolific. Uh, lately, he's also a novelist. Oh. And I have 27 of their records. That's a lot. Is that all of them? Uh, no. The, I found out Bro. the other day there's a whole EP I didn't get that's all about Ozzy Osbourne. So. Bro, hold on, though. You went 27 for 28? <laughs> Seems like I'm 27 for 28. That's stupid. It's stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> No, I, I listen. I'm gonna get that EP and You're listen to it. Better. I'm just, I'm just not gonna integrate it into this project I'm because beat you to f- it. Fuck it. I'm gonna listen to I, it tonight. All right, you do that. I um, uh, of the 300 some odd Mountain Goat songs that I had, I uh, I had considered giving you a larger bracket. That's, that would be, that would be. Punishment for the view, for the listeners. I almost said viewers. Yeah. So you picked thirty-two Led Zeppelin songs for me from a pool of about forty-five Led Zeppelin <laughs> songs. It wasn't many more than that, for sure. <laughs> they did. They didn't stick around so very long. Yeah, I just looked it up. I actually have three hundred and seventy-one Mountain Goat songs. That's too many. Right. So I uh, I thought that getting it down to thirty-two would be a challenge. Uh. I figured 64 would be more reasonable. I ended up with 109 songs on my initial list. So I've been working at this for a long time. But I completed the bracket on Sunday. I sent you the bracket. 
I will give you all of the songs when I see you at Christmas. Okay. If I wanted to, I could go on the YouTube. Are they on the YouTubes? Yeah, you probably could find them on the YouTubes. But you know how it is with YouTube. Sometimes you get like a live version or... Or a Shrimp Your Way ad. Or you might get a Shrimp Your Way ad. Which would absolutely tilt the scales in the balance of the one with the Shrimp Your Way ad. You might get an ad for PragerU, and yeah, it's the longest good. five seconds in the world before you can hit skip. Yeah, see, that would it would actually tip the scales a lot. That yeah. would be unfair. It's just a, I'm just trying to. I'm just. I swear to God, I I'm just trying like to watch song, a video but... where somebody makes something on a lathe. Don't make me look at this <laughs> retarded alt right ad. I kind of like the song, but it did start with uh, with a very aggressive Senate campaign ad. So now I <laughs> kind of out on it. Um, so, uh, also because I'm covering many, many more albums, uh, the bracket is structured. Well, not the bracket, but the, the, the way I chose them was structured a little differently. Okay. So you compiled brackets where no albums were going up against each other. Yeah. I didn't want anything from the same album to face off until like round three, if it was possible. Right. But since I had 25 years of albums to work against here, yeah. uh, I sort of broke them down into eras. Okay. So uh, scattered throughout this bracket, and you'll see that I didn't make the brackets by era. So they're, each bracket is mixed. It has entries from all four eras. Okay. Scattered uh, throughout the brackets are... Uh, Songs from the earliest period, which uh, I am labeling here as the lo-fi period, and you will definitely hear why. Okay. <laughs> Most of these songs were recorded into a boombox. These are some basement tapes? I mean, I think a basement probably would have had better sound quality than... <laughs> so these are some these sh- are bedroom tapes. tapes. Oh, okay. Walk-in closet tapes. Yeah, basically. That's when I, I say they recorded gonna... into... A- into a boombox, the specific model of boombox is well known. No oh, good. <laughs> Does he carry it around with him? No, it stopped working in about 2000. Did our father have a similar model? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember him owning a lot of Panasonics. Uh, yeah, two, two name but, brandy? Mm, no, I mean, yes and no. The man likes a Sony, I feel like. Ah, uh, okay. So he is a slave and, to the brands. In modern years, a whatever he can find. Yeah, well, it's, so, he doesn't really have any choice anymore. Often it's a Kobe, right? Yep, or a Sony. A C-O-B-Y Kobe. Yeah. Uh, I've often imagined, by the way, that my walk-in closet is where I'll finally lay down my album. Yeah. Probably have the best sound at my place. I was bragging about having a walk-in closet. Well, it's more now kind of a crouching closet because there's shit everywhere in it. Yeah, but all those coats are going to really muffle the sound. That's what I'm saying. You have all of the equipment you need. I know. I just got to, like, write a song. Yeah, it's so hard, I though. Know. I mean, it's not hard if it, if it's okay that the song sucks, which was what I always I'm going to write it on that mouth keyboard you gave me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we'll get a little solo from, from you later Yeah, on the mouth, mouth keyboard. <laughs> Uh, so the first era is the uh, is the lo-fi era, and uh, that covers about n- nine records, mm-hmm. including three compilation records that are like even deeper, harder to find stuff. He, they later re-released on three big compilation records, but again, that's all all lo-fi stuff. The second era is uh i'm calling deep indie okay and he was bouncing around on different indie labels there's still quite a bit of lo-fi recording in here but uh the first experiments with actual studio recording are in this area okay uh then there's an era that is called autobiography Mm -hmm. it's uh from a series of albums that are uh really more about specific parts of his life uh, growing up in Southern California with his abusive stepdad, getting big into meth, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, and the last era, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun ride. Oh yeah. Okay. It's mostly good stuff. It's not at all about. 
uh, everybody dying and <laughs> all relationships are terrible, etc. Oh, okay. All right. The, uh, the most recent era, the current era, I'm calling the conceptual era. Okay. It contains um, records like Beat the Champ, which is all about the um, underground or, what do you want to say, independent wrestling circuit Ooh. in South Texas in the 1970s and 80s. That's fascinating. And or say uh, the album Goths, which is all about the the death of the goth scene in California in the late eighties. Okay. Or say the album The Life of the World to Come, where every song is inspired by a specific Bible verse. You know, I own. I I, I own. That's not good. I know some old goths. I'm gonna ask them. Ask them if they ever heard this. If this all tracks to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the music is uh, not is not the music of the goths. No, just the story. Just the feelings. Yes. Yeah. See if it all makes sense to them. Yeah. So those are the four eras. I've got it structured in four divisions, just like we did with Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. The uh, the project is already linked to from brotherdate.com. You'll see a link there that says uh, TMG, and that'll take you to the bracket if you want to follow along. Okay. I think of our regular listeners, probably only Ben has any real experience with the Mountain Goats, and that's just because when we were driving across the country in 2003, he had to listen to some of it. Right, right. Yeah, I would say everybody write in and tell us your experience with them, but no one ever does that. No. Whenever I say, write in, tell me about this thing we're talking about, nothing. You know, no one had any notes on my deep dive into Helena Delon. That is true. I played twelve Again, we had very songs. little mail in the last two weeks, so outrageous. Um, so I will say I did kind of put you through the ringer with Led Zeppelin because a you don't like Led Zeppelin, um, and b some of those songs are way too long. Yeah, to be that is charitable. not going to be a problem with these mountain goats. Yeah, songs. but now I think I just found out that you're going to put me through a tournament of um, heartbreak. It's going to be a oh, lot of depression. Oh, it could be. Okay. It could be. Because Led Zeppelin's, yeah. the content, yeah, only depressing in the most shallow ways. It's mostly about rambling. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a lot of it is about rambling. A lot of rambling and about how a lady maybe did him wrong, but I don't believe it when he says it. So. Or how he's planning to do her wrong. Yeah, he's definitely going to do her cases. wrong, and I do believe that. But the ones where maybe she did him wrong, I always assume he did something to mess it up. But, um. So, you know, if uh, if I say that the songs about uh, drug addiction and death tend to have kind of an upbeat spin, maybe that'll maybe that'll help you face it. But uh, I am definitely putting you through an ordeal sonically. Look, dude, uh, the path in front of me is clear, like an arrow shot from the bow. I know what my destiny is, and it's to go through this tournament. That's right. So we'll be doing that in the new year. Matt's worked out how to play sound clips. So yes, I will have clips. When that I... will be our our big upcoming project. I know. Do you remember how we did it last time? We can do it any way we want. But did did you just listen? Did you didn't do a full round one in a pod? Did you? Didn't we break round one into like two episodes? I, we had. I think we broke round one up into two episodes. Yeah. I think talking about. 16 songs is already enough even if you don't have much to say yeah and even if you don't bring like a ton of clips or whatever it's like yeah if i have to go over the matchups so that's probably how i think i only played maybe four clips an episode was what i tried to keep it to so we'll we'll figure it out we'll make it work so that's what's coming up in uh, uh january whenever i can get around to finishing that um but over the break marjan asked you to arrange a Purple Rain viewing party. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be on Christmas Day. She was going to say, this is something that my wife is just excellent at, which is asking people to do stuff. Yeah, stuff but you know what? It's easy. Stuff that she wants to do. So she'll just say to someone, hey, how about on Christmas Day, we go to your house and watch a movie? Yep. And they just have to go, I mean, okay. I haven't, by the way, I haven't figured out, am I supposed to buy that movie? She'll prob- What's the- she probably expects you to buy it. Okay. You should just buy it. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Just buy it now. <laughs> just get ahead of it, you know? Um. So, th- so that's going to be happening. So I would say, since we've already invited ourselves over to your place, we should probably invite all the listeners over, too. <laughs> if anybody wants to come over. 
and watch Purple Sorry, Rain. If you guys want to give up your Christmas, Shannon and uh, Barry, you guys are going to be in Oregon. Come on down. Oh, yeah. Come on down and, for Purple uh, Rain. That's right. <laughs> this is something that uh, when Marjan found out you hadn't seen it, it became yes. one of her many small obsessions. And it didn't count to her that I've seen the Lenny Henry show parody <laughs> no, of Purple Rain. It wasn't. I showed her. I showed her that. Um, yeah. So that's one of her many small obsessions. So she's going to be happy. How to did check you that show her? Is that on YouTube? I have never seen the Lenny Henry show anywhere. Yeah, we went through and watched some Lenny Henry clips uh, that weekend after Prince died, and we were in New Orleans. Oh, I see. And um, Prince was just all over the TV, and they were playing Purple Rain on whatever. VH1 or whatever channel we were watching, and uh, I was just going through the YouTube clips of the Lenny, the various Lenny Henry impressions of him, uh, Tina Turner, probably Tina Turner. Yeah, he did some Michael Jackson too that wasn't as funny. Um, it, well, it was all very broad. Everything he did. Um, so yeah, I showed her all that stuff uh, a couple of years ago. So anyway, that's going to be exciting. So, is, I'm sorry, is the homework you're giving our listeners to come to my house yes. or to watch Purple Rain no, it's to, to come, get ready it's, for our inevitable discussion? It's to leave their families on Christmas <laughs> and to come over to your place where we have invited them, Marjan and I, <laughs> to watch a movie. <laughs> so, you know, just getting the invitation out there, that's all. Cool. Um, I will, um, I'll just, I'll, I'll dance away from that. I've been playing so much Red Dead Redemption lately. Yeah, it sounds like. Have you played any of that recently? I have not. Since you reintroduced me to that scam player that allows me to watch Running Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically all I've been doing with my free time. We can talk about that, too. Um, yeah, for sure. I will say that um, Red Dead Redemption 2, I, I think I've referred to it many times, and it's Bethesda glitches, even though it is a Rockstar game, because... Mm-hmm. It is full of Bethesda glitches. Yeah, you do tell me most of the times you lose a horse in a fun way. Or... <laughs> yeah, like a train will hit it, but it won't die. Half its legs will go into the ground, and it'll just stay there forever. And I'll never <laughs> be able to get my horse back. Well, No console commands. I've spent a ton of time also on YouTube just watching collections of hilarious Bethesda-like clips from Red Dead mm-hmm. Redemption 2, uh, where all kinds of insane shit has happened. Where So... For for our listeners who maybe oh, yeah. don't play video games that much, a Bethesda glitch is something where the programmer has set up a bunch of complicated systems in the world and just lets it happen. Yep. And does, like, everything interacts with everything else and it breaks, but usually in a pretty funny way. Yeah, it's, it's not, even if it's distressing, whatever, reset the game, it's fine. Um you know, something like where the guy will be scope, he'll have his sniper rifle out and he's scoping a bear, but up from behind him, a ram will come and hit him and knock him <laughs> over. And then as he gets up, uh, uh, like a, a fucking pronghorn will come up and hit him from the other side. <laughs> I have seen lots of gifts of people being straight murdered by animals. First time that ever happened to me in game. I didn't know that they, the animal, the animals could do that in this game. And, uh, uh, some kind of elk or a buck or something, rushed me and i didn't know what it was trying to do i was like why are you coming at me you idiot i'm gonna kill you and he hit me just square and launched my character about 45 feet uh and i was like oh oh animals can do that now um they could kill you in red dead redemption like a cougar or a bear could kill you yeah you could be killed in the original but you didn't have anything like that where even the uh prey animals would be like nah fuck you though um, but like some of the glitches that they show on these clips are like, you'll shoot a dude and as he's like flinching from getting shot, he'll pull the trigger on his shotgun and blow his horse's head off. <laughs> yes, I have seen that. <laughs> fall to the ground. So it is very Bethesda like in that you're right. They set it up. Nothing that happens is even really an accident. It's not what they intended, but it's like, yeah, the guy's going to flinch when he gets shot. And now he might accidentally pull the trigger on the way down. And right. if a horse's head is in the way, then that's, that's a dead horse. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, a dude will be barreling along and he'll look behind him, try to shoot someone chasing him, and he'll run into a, a wagon. And yes. uh, he'll fly like uh, 65 feet off a cliff or something. So there's lots of great uh, Bethesda clips that are floating around. Yeah, I had that one scripted encounter where a guy was on the side of the road 
trying to shoe his horse. Maybe I don't, I'm not even sure what he was trying to do. And I just walked over. He had a mission marker or something. I just walked over to see what his mission was and his horse kicked him in the head and he died. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, yes. Sooner or later, I'm going to get into this game. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There's lots of good, uh, lots of good ones where someone will accidentally push the wrong button and deck their horse, just punch him straight in the head. And then they lost their horse. I'm sure I told you, right, that I went into one of the first missions in the city, in the first city, where a guy is roughing up a prostitute and you're supposed to fight him. And I had forgotten, because it had been a few days since I'd played, what the actual buttons were to fist fight. Yeah. And I just hit the trigger button, figuring I'm unarmed. But apparently what happens in that situation is you pull out a knife and you murder the man. Yeah, I did that too. Yep. And I was like, oh no, I killed him. And then I was like... I'm not replaying it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fine. You know yeah. what? He deserved it. Yeah, so it, it is kind of like Skyrim in that um, wild shit will happen the entire time you're playing, and they have stuffed it with random encounters and uh, just insane bullshit that you find along the road. I've, I've run yeah, into seems- so many like NPCs who have missions for me that are all uh, totally different diverse missions like not like dumb radiant quests you have to do 50 times in a row i told you i hit one to dig up dinosaur bones right that's right yep why's that in the game i don't know <laughs> again i had one where i had to go chase down this guy's circus whereas he kept saying he was missing uh, tigers and lions and shit and the lion was a dog with a fake mane on it and the tiger was a cougar painted like a tiger and then he made me go chase down his second lion and that was an actual african lion <laughs> where that tried to eat me just to fuck with me um so yeah it's full of insane nonsense so i would say dive back in whenever uh whenever running man starts to lose its immediate charm all of the complaints i've seen about red dead redemption 2 have been about the online economy right um yeah i haven't i haven't really done much online I've, i've logged in like once yeah, as far as people playing the actual game, seems like mostly A+, plus. they hit it out of the park. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's been uh, fantastic. I'm actually, so I'm flying back to California later this week, and I won't get to play it for a week, and it's making me upset. I mean, I guess you could play it here. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thank you for offering. <laughs> Marjan. That's what I'll do instead of Purple Rain. Marjan, you know where to find me, but... I'm at the place you're always setting up events. <laughs> Remember the time she made me go to your place for the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, that that's then, fine. Kate, Katie's always trying was always trying to set up uh, play dates for me when she was going to be out of town or whatever too. Yeah, and then I'm ninety five percent sure that's why she wants me to give Ben one of these good pairs. <laughs> she's just worried that I won't see anyone during the two weeks <laughs> that she's right. away. She's like, now here are the pairs. Remember to go drop them off with Ben. Remember Ben gets a pair. I guess I'll see Ben. It is one of the two fruits he might eat. All right. She doesn't even know that. (laughs) She wanted me to make him eat a pear because her opinion was he's not going to like. He doesn't like pears. He's got (laughs) to eat one of these good pears because he hates all fruit. This will make him. He's really going to come around on pears and fruit. with, With this one. Uh, yeah, and I think what ended uh, up happening was she dropped me off to see the Super Bowl with you, and you took me to Ben's place. Was what happened? Man, is that probably that probably? You're like, happen. you're like, yeah, I'm gonna win this one. You think you're gonna <laughs> drop him off with me? Check this shit out. We're going to a third location. But, it, but it's her way of. Not only did she make me go, okay, but she also made you go, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I do have. There are. 361 running mats I haven't seen yet oh, that's on a that tough one. service. Yeah. And they're 90 minutes. So you stopped watching them, I don't know, 10 or 11 months ago, maybe more. Well, I didn't. The app just stopped working. Right. And then I, I was going to get around to paying for the Drama, Drama Fever. Fever thing, yeah. but Drama Fever no longer exists. Yeah, AT&T so. bought it to kill it. They bought it and right. canceled it. And then you had to resort to my... This cancer uh, app? Like, it's illegal, but it's just an app you download from the Windows Store. Like, yeah. someone is doing an illegal thing, but I don't think it's me. <laughs> it's hard to tell. I, I don't know who's protected by all these rules. It's hard to say. Honestly, not clear. But, like, uh, I'm pretty sure the makers of this app do not own the rights to this show. That's all I'm going to say about no, it. No, they did not pay for it at all. But they do have, as of 
the day before yesterday, 430 episodes of it. Yeah, and so I kept watching them all the way through. I had previously seen a bunch of them in like the 300 to 330 range. Yeah, and, and I watched a whole bunch of those on YouTube. In fact, until, and then on Drama Fever's website, until I had caught up. Right. And oh, then right. I went back and started from episode one. That's right. You so there's a, like up. a block of 70 or 80 that I had seen. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I, I caught up through the new cast members in Mongolia and stuff. Right. So I just started getting into the ones that I've previously seen. Like I've right. seen like I've been watching them this week and like four out of the five I've seen this week. I had previously viewed at some point. But I, ha- I have to tell you and all of the listeners uh, like. Go back and watch them from the beginning. Oh, yeah, because. It is, if you watch modern episodes, the cast is so cynical. Yep. They have such incredible spite from their history with one another. Yes. Yeah. And they are so good at playing dirty. Yeah, it's their best skill. That it is, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, a modern episode is a master class. But if you go back and watch from the beginning, mm. you get to see the independent discoveries of all of the different ways they can cheat each other and betray each other. All the times they assume something must be illegal, then they look at the producer and he just goes, nah, it's good. <laughs> yep. that That is okay. And also you get to see the producers staying one step ahead of them and coming up with new ways to make them paranoid. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, Again, there's one, and to, that, and to turn them against each other constantly. There's one I know I'm coming up on because I've seen it before. That's in the three, three hundred, three twenty. I don't know uh, episode range uh, where they are playing on the beach, and basically the producer is um, bringing over John Cook and Jaysook because they're leading one of them's leading each team, and just whispering random stuff to them because he knows it will set off all the members who assume there's some <laughs> kind of spy or a secret mission. Right. And then it's like basically just uh, lighting a match and then just like walking away before it explodes. Cause the whole, both teams start to rebel right from the start because they're so used to being betrayed. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get to see not only the evolution of all the cheating and all the different games and everything, but how each character becomes like how Kwang Su becomes a monster. Yes. Or how they eventually learn to defeat John Cook through sheer betrayal. Right. So the first, I'm going to start, I'm going to say this. The first 20 episodes are uneven. Sure. I mean, they like, still got Junkie and like. Until they get rid of Junkie yeah. and Lizzie. Lizzie, yeah. Once, he, once she stops showing up. Um, like they're feeling out this format. And I don't think the producers have worked out yet that a fair contest is not fun. No, because John Cook is smarter and stronger than all of them. He's, I don't know if he is intellectually smarter nobody cares about the game a thousand times wilier yeah he cares about winning so he'll actually try to win if there's a dude lurking around a corner or like peering over the railing of a staircase while two people stand directly under him (laughs) just talking yeah it is john cook always yeah that dude is the sneakiest and the wiliest and also very physically imposing compared to the rest of that cast. I would like to see him in person because I, oh, he's, he's, I have a theory that he's not that big. He's 100% short. He's like definitely short. He's even short in the cast. Like he's not as yeah, tall. But he as, gives him a low center of gravity, by the way. That's that right. dude is. Well, He's I, a beefy boy. I saw one yesterday. As, as, as uh, Jasek said in a recent episode, and I really loved this comment, He's only good because of Running Man. If it wasn't for Running Man, he'd just be a friend who exercised a lot. <laughs> Jesus always has the good burns. Like when he told Kwang Su, you're nothing but a tall guy with the face of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was the long beat that really made it work as he thought of how he wanted to end it. And then Kwang Su just went up to the producer and he said, isn't this too much? Isn't this too much? Why does he have to say this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a big fan of Guangzhou from right from the beginning, yeah. right from the first thing I ever saw. Pretty big fan of uh, John Cook and Gio because those are the two who they seem smart yeah, they actually, on the show. They try to win. <laughs> they try to win. Yeah. Also, Gio's mean, and I like that. Yep. Uh, the more I watch it, the more I like Jay Sook. Jay Sook's good, and I don't even. I I understand why he's the nation's MC. Yeah, and I don't even mind Big Nose because. He allows himself to be bullied for, what are we on, eight years now? 
<laughs> coming up on nine years he just allows himself to be even though he's the oldest in the crew and in korea that means a lot he just allows himself to get absolutely dominated by everybody he is uh he is he there are two whipping boys haha yep. ha, also a little bit but not so much yeah there are two whipping boys he takes it and Guangzhou explodes. Yeah, that's right. And those are both very good reactions. And they get paired off like 150 times over the course of mm-hmm. the series. They're called the Easy Brothers now, where they just... And and whoever gets put with them is always pissed. That's right. If it's a three-man team. So if you're into... You know, I'm not even going to... No one's into Korean variety shows before they watch one. So no. watch this one. That's the one to watch. No, no, you should watch it. You, you, the thing to understand about this, so it, it sucks a little bit because you have to watch subtitles, which means you can't do anything else. Yeah, you can't like just uh, like such as work on your knives or um, you. You won't know who any of the guest stars are. No, though you will eventually start to notice the repeat guests. Yes, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they will react to the guest stars in a way that tells you what you're supposed to think. That's about right. Them. Is this a sexy young thing? You will find out. Right. Is this a cool older actor who they all respect? You'll, Did you'll they see. replace the sexy young ladies from last episode <laughs> with a bunch of old comedian women? That's right. Who they are all disgusted by and also terrified of. That's right. Did they drink a magic tea that changed That's them right. overnight? Did they drink a magic tea that turned them into old sassy hags. old broads yeah. who uh, all also have the trait of sexuality, which apparently is terrifying to Korean men. That's right, yeah. They all try to feel up John Cook or whatever. That's right. Yeah. They're, so, in terms of comedy, they're a little behind us. It's, in the it's, sense that okay they still think it. a man hiding from a horny woman he is not attracted to is pretty funny. <laughs> so, that w- that came up in uh, Gamesters of Triskelion. Triskelion. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. Chekhov had that reaction. We didn't think that was so great. No. You're, that still happens in this show. There is nothing on American TV like this fucking show. Yeah, and as you so after you've seen a lot of episodes with these characters, you realize that what's actually funny about it is this specific crew, the way their personalities yes. are balanced playing these games. The games themselves are whatever. And if you just put like new people every week, it wouldn't that would, have no, that it wouldn't feel. be good. Yeah. It wouldn't be good. They have to have the history of betrayal. Yes. They have all been hurt so many times by each other. Yeah. Uh that's this is a strong recommendation. Yeah. Again, I've watched probably two hundred hours of this show at this point between the God, ones yeah. I watched on YouTube and the seventy episodes I've watched uh, on this scammer app, which, if you have Windows, is called Asian Drama TV. And I've probably watched something like five hundred hours of this motherfucker, all told. Yeah. And there are other Korean variety shows, and they're also good. I'm sure we've talked about Men on a Mission on this. Yeah, Men on a Mission, uh, Infinity Challenge, which also has. Uh, uh, Haha and uh, Jaysook. Because uh, these guys work hard. Yes. They don't get paid like stars in America, so they um, no. <laughs> they have to do like nine projects at a time. And just, no, it's... And The Running Man <laughs> takes all night to film. They film this thing for seriously like 20 hours sometimes. There was an episode where they went to China and Gio wasn't available because this show was filming on a Sunday instead of a Monday and she works on Sundays. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's her regular schedule. Don't worry, she eventually showed up. <laughs> Yeah, she showed up on the Monday, yeah. the next day, yeah. which also was very good. It was a. I love that episode. That was a good also John Cook was her spy, and That's he ha- so had unfair. to tell the truth. Yep. He was required to tell the truth. The producers gave him one well, rule. He also couldn't tear anyone's name tag off. Yeah, that's right. He had two two requirements. He couldn't tear off a name tag, and he had to tell the truth all day. And so, like about twenty minutes in, he proposed his theory that Geo had taken an early flight. Because she's always available on Mondays right. and was the one tearing name tags. No one believed it. That's right. They're so used to the betrayal and it's, um, it's, they knew he was too good. So they had to give him those rules and they still yep. won. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Strongest possible recommend on that one. Uh, but you can only watch it if you try really hard. So what's the point of recommending it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I, listen, I already said the name of the app. That's I right. don't want to say it again in case someone hears it. That's right. Because again, I don't want it to go away. We're probably illegal. We're we are illegal for doing it, and the the app is illegal, and the people doing it they're illegal. Give honestly, give me a legal way to watch it, but I don't want it all cut up like the ones on YouTube where they cut out the background music because the re- repeating background music is mm. the best part. Yeah, they got uh, they got Kwangsu's. Yeah, I want to hear Sting. that weird Sting song every time Kwangsu feels disappointment. <laughs> yeah, or uh, New Kids on the Block for uh, Jaysook. 
that step-by-step song. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to hear that clip uh, from 300 every time John Cook appears. That's right. So. Um, this is the last one of the year. Yeah. So. We'll get uh, back to it pretty early in January, I suspect. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back on it in January. We will be starting the year off right. That's right. And by right, I mean with a fucking Star Trek episode. Hell yes. So, it will be week 49? Is that That sounds right? right. I think it is. If you want to watch those episodes to prep, I know Matt already gave you homework, but if you want to watch those episodes to get ready, I don't know why I say this. No one does but Ben. Uh, ben, Return get ready. To, We're watching Return to Tomorrow. Okay. The Ensigns of Command. All right. We're going to learn all about Goshevin. That? that sounds like the guy's name, but also we're going to learn about... That low-rent Jeremy Piven? How, He's Goshevin? How much emotions like Data really has inside of him. Data's going to meet a lady who wants to fuck a robot, so enjoy that. We're going to be watching Equilibrium. Okay. Future's End Part 1. Oh, I know Matt's yeah. super excited about this. Uh, when you see Tom Paris with his Hawaiian shirt tucked into his jeans, you're going to be pretty excited, too. All right. And uh, First Flight. That's uh, so sounds like a lot, a lot of complaining of, uh, about his dad would be my guess. So a lot of stuff in this next uh, week, I think, that is not set in the current time. That could be, yeah. That does sound like that's what we're doing. Uh, yeah, uh, you can catch us uh, on the iTunes as we discuss Stitcher soon, I assume, because um, <laughs> uh, I really want us on Stitcher. Uh, again, this episode was brought to you by Quip. That's a toothbrush slash anal stimulator. So we decided. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, uh, yeah. Also, at uh, brother date on the Twitter machine. Please t- tweet at us. This was a really sad haul. Good thing we had those audio clips from Body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't know who you were talking about <laughs> because you did a you did a hate crime with your mouth. Also, why did I have to change my inflection like that? That's a good, very good <laughs> question. <laughs> Body. <laughs> this is this is the problem you get into if you attempt it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I'll see everybody at Judah's house for Purple Rain. So. Bye-bye. Bye. Because he told me how much he hated when people eat bananas. Yeah. By the way, you fucking sent me a photo of you eating a banana <laughs> once, and I agree. I hated it. He, hated, he said he hated the sound. I of- mean, I know what your Twitter photo is going to be for this <laughs> week, and I fucking hate it.